Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Matthew. Today is episode 852. We'll look at Matthew chapter 27, verses 11 through 14. Let's read the passage. Now Jesus stood before the governor. Are you the king of the Jews? The governor asked him. Jesus answered, You say so. While he was being accused by the chief priests and elders, he didn't answer. Then Pilate said to him, Don't you hear how much they are testifying against you? But he didn't answer him on even one charge, so that the governor was quite amazed. This is the Gospel according to Matthew. Matthew is writing this account of the ministry of Jesus, this Gospel, to convince people that Jesus is the Messiah. We're in the section toward the end of Matthew's Gospel. This is the last day of Jesus' life. He was arrested the previous night in the Garden of Gethsemane, taken to the high priest. He was questioned there, but then the high priest cut to the chase. And we saw back in chapter 26, verses 63 and 64, the high priest said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God, tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. You have said it, Jesus told him. But I tell you, in the future you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. That's where the high priest tore his robes and said, You've heard it with your own ears. Blasphemy. And that's where the council decided he must die. That they had to come up with, what are they going to tell the governor? Because they can't execute somebody. The Roman government has to do it. They're under occupation by the Roman government. And so they've got to convince Pilate, the Roman governor, to execute Jesus. So they brought him to the governor. That's where we pick it up now in chapter 27, verse 11. Now Jesus stood before the governor. Are you the king of the Jews? The governor asked him. Now, king of the Jews is a term that's always used by non-Jewish people. It was actually used by the Magi. We saw it back in chapter 2, verse 2, when the, the wise men from the east came to King Herod and said, we've come to see the king of the Jews who's been born. It'll be used by Pilate here, by the Roman soldiers. But we'll notice when the Jewish people are mocking him later, down in verse 42, they will refer to him as the king of Israel. So king of the Jews is a term used not by the Jews. Now we're not told what charge the religious leaders brought, at least by Matthew. They were figuring out what to do. They were plotting, strategizing. Now they figured out what to do and they brought Jesus to Pilate. Luke gives us some insight there, says that they said that he opposed payment of taxes to Caesar. He was subverting our nation, that he claims to be a king. And then Pilate said, well, I don't see him inciting people to rebellion. So apparently that was one of the charges, inciting people to rebellion. And they had to make it out to be a threat to Roman governance. He claims to be the king doesn't recognize the Roman occupation, doesn't recognize the Roman authority. He says he is the king. And that seems to be the tack they're taking to make him out to be a threat to the Romans. And so the governor asked him, are you the king of the Jews? 
Jesus answered, You say so. Now, this is the same thing he said to Judas back in chapter 26, verse 25, and Caiaphas the high priest in chapter 26, verse 64. Judas says, I'm not the one who's going to betray you, am I? And Jesus said, You said so. And when Caiaphas said, with the passage we just read, Are you the Messiah, Son of God? And Jesus said, You said so. So it's the same answer. Actually, a slightly different tense to it. Where in the other two, it's an aorist tense. Here, it's a present tense. So you could say the others, You said so. This one, he says, You say so. But it's still the same meaning. So it's his standard response, it seems, to people saying, so are you the Messiah? Well, you said so. And that's his only answer that he gives in Matthew. The other Gospels give a little more interaction, but Matthew doesn't give any of that. Verse 12, while he was being accused by the chief priests and elders, he didn't answer. You would think Matthew would include in fulfillment of prophecy, because Isaiah 53 verse 7 really speaks to this. He was oppressed and afflicted. He did not open his mouth like a lamb led to the slaughter, like a sheep silent before his shears. He did not open his mouth. We saw that with the interrogation before the Sanhedrin. He said a few things, but not much. Here he says a few things, but not much, and not in relation to the accusations they're making. Only when they directly ask, are you the king of the Jews? Are you the Messiah? Then he says, well, you're the one that said it. But he doesn't answer them. Verse 13, then Pilate said to him, don't you hear how much they're testifying against you? But he didn't answer him on even one charge. So the governor was quite amazed. Now, whenever we see somebody being amazed with Jesus, it's always in a positive sense. Jesus does miracles and they're amazed. Here. The governor is amazed. There's a, a positive sense to that. The governor's impressed with Jesus. Not impressed enough to not kill him, but he is impressed. And the governor sees what's going on here. We'll see next time that he recognizes that it's the, the egos of the religious leaders that are really at play here. They're trying to put down somebody who they consider a threat to them not a threat to Rome. And Pilate will try to get out of executing him, but he'll feel backed in a corner. Now, Pilate's not a nice guy. Pilate can be pretty ruthless, but he also doesn't want to be played by the Jewish leaders. He's the one in charge, not them. So the fact that they are trying to back him in a corner to do their dirty work I don't think he likes that one bit, but he'll get himself in a position where he really has to. The only way out of this is to kill Jesus. And if that's what it takes, well, that's what it takes. Some people want to paint Pilate in a pretty positive light that he was more of a, a victim of circumstances here. But, but Pilate is a pretty ruthless leader. Matthew's not trying to paint Pilate in a positive light here. Pilate's not a central player in Matthew's story. It's the religious leaders and the people of Jerusalem. They're the ones 
demanding the execution of Jesus. And so Pilate is the instrument they use to kill Jesus. But what we see here are those who are allegedly the leaders of the people of God and those who are allegedly the people of God, actually the ones rising up now and killing the Messiah of God's people, the Son of God. And and that's the storyline that Matthew is really focusing on. So Pilate's just kind of playing his part as the instrument of Jesus' death. But the ones who are really central to the story are the religious leaders and the people themselves. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Matthew.